0: Hello and welcome to our North Church Parent Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us today. My name is Christian Veles and I am our student pastor here at North Church. Our goal is to prepare you and equip you with resources for raising awesome, godly kids. Whether they're newborns or off to college, we want to do our best to prepare you for the journey ahead. We hope and pray that these conversations will prepare you to be the parent that God created you to be. If there is any topic you would love for us to discuss, please email us at parents at Church. We would love to hear from you. Also, go ahead and subscribe to our channel wherever you're listening as we will continue to release more and more episodes. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Let's jump into the conversation. Hello, North Church. Welcome to the North Church Parent Podcast. My name is Christian Velez. I'm the student pastor here at North Church, and I have the amazing privilege to have today in this episode clint and Lindsay smith and clint and Lindsay smith have been a couple that i've been watching from afar one of the things that i love is how they are raising their children they have children in our uh kids ministry also they have kids that are out of college and so we're about to hear a little bit more here in a second but uh clint and Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us uh, today, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing good. Well, I want to. I want to say thank you so much for coming into our podcast today. And I want to know. Uh, I want to know a little bit about about you guys before we jump in. And uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna toss this to Christian. Christian is our uh, podcast producer, and he's gonna have our icebreaker question for us. Hey, Clint and Lindsay, so glad y'all are joining us uh, for this parent podcast. Excited about this conversation. My icebreaker for you is
1: what was your first date what was your first date? i'm gonna throw it back to y'all well our first date was actually on a valentine's day yes and we went
2: 2007
1: 2007 we went to a steak dinner with two of our best friends brett and lisa bynum and uh i, I went all out
2: he I did went all out.
1: sent flowers right
2: yeah to the restaurant uh we dressed up We didn't really do that kind of thing. We just always wore jeans and tennis shoes, but uh, he dressed up, had a button-down and slacks, and I got my hair all fixed and makeup on. So yeah, it was fancy. That's awesome.
1: I'm looking back at those pictures now, Christian, and my hair was, it was big. (laughs) It was big. I kind of regret that, but I I I think it looked all right during the time.
0: I love that. In this episode, we're talking about blended families, and uh, the scripture that we have anchored this podcast is Proverbs 22, 6, direct your children onto the right path, and when they're old, they will never they will not leave it. And I'm excited to talk to you guys about blended families, because you guys are a blended family, and the way that you guys have modeled being a blended family, you guys have shown me the healthy Uh, way of having a blended family. But before we go into it, can you tell us a little bit about your family?
2: Sure. Um, So I have or we have two older boys, Dallas, who is 21, and Jensen, who is 18, and they're my stepsons. Uh, and then we have Lila together. Uh, she is 10. And then Russell, we fostered him when he was 13 months old um, and then adopted him in 2015, and he is also 10. There's a 9 months difference between the two.
1: We've got a lot of activity going on around the house Uh super active fourth and fifth grader and then we just had one of our guys move out of the city yep. to go to college and that's been quite a bit of an adjustment for us because he's kind of the talker you know <laughs> the one that keeps everything oh. flowing around the house and and uh, lindsey's had to make some adjustment to that oh, yes it's been a little bit different for us but we're enjoying this season of life just making some adjustments and learning as we go and how
0: long you guys been married 14 and a half years. Yeah. Something really exciting. I love to tell this to everyone. We share the same anniversary date. We do. Yes. yes September do. 23rd, right? Yeah. yeah. It is. We 23rd. knew that going in, right? <laughs> yes. Don't forget that day. You'll get in trouble, man. <laughs> so every year, something I do every year on September 23rd, I just kind of joke with Pastor Clint, "Hey, don't forget it's your anniversary today." Yep. yep.
1: <laughs> I've learned my lessons. <laughs> Over the years
0: <laughs> so tell us uh, what you guys have learned as a blended family
1: I think first of all, being a blended family is tough it, uh, it it takes a lot uh, I think flexibility I think consistency I think commitment when you ask me that question flexibility, consistency, and commitment have been key for us. I think some people just don't realize. At the end of the day, we make a big deal about things that don't need to be a big deal. Mm. And we kind of get consumed by them. And we become very fixed on the idea of what we believe should happen in certain situations.
0: Can you give me an example of being flexible? How does that look like as a blended family?
1: Well, I I think about Christmas time. I don't know about you, Lindsay, but that's something that's been an adjustment because when... uh, we first got married. Christmas time was a big deal. It's still a big deal to our family, but the way we think of it has had to change with so many people involved now.
2: Yeah. So going into marriage with two stepsons, like those are things that I didn't think about ahead of time. Um, you have Christmas, and you just expect that everyone's going to be there on Christmas Day, like yeah. it has been, mm-hmm. you know, for the last twenty-five years, you know, up until I was married. Um, but then that's not how it always happens. And so you do have to be flexible, realizing that there are other people involved, grandparents, uh, aunts and uncles. And so you um, you just have to do what's best for your family during that time frame. If the boys couldn't be there with us, then... That was just the way it was going to be and we would celebrate a different time we had to learn that the date of christmas wasn't always the important thing it was just being together whenever we could be together
0: that is so good that you say that because my experience growing up in a in a, a blended family uh there was no understanding of that it was like i have to be with this parent or this parent they made it such a big deal out of they have to be with me that honestly those dates for me were like I, I don't want Christmas yeah. because of the tension that it brings and I feel like it's a, a lot of times parents don't think about the kids in that moment because kind of we become selfish about, yeah. a little bit about that
1: it's you, you hit the nail on the head when when I talk about commitment there okay. a lot of people only think of themselves mm-hmm. as parents it can become very confusing sometimes. You see this even in foster care situations where a biological parent is trying to do whatever they can to, to work at keeping their children and keeping that relationship. Those things are all of high value, but it breaks my heart when you see someone that's doing it for some of the wrong reasons. You can tell that there's some selfishness and they're trying to feed their need To have someone else in their life Mm -hmm. instead of putting kids as priority that happens in our families all the time too we just don't realize it Mm -hmm. when we begin to put our own motives feelings and agendas above our family and our children in particular then we're being selfish by nature and we're not staying committed to putting our kids as a priority that's a big miss Mm
2: You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking of an example of early on in the first few years of our marriage during Christmas time, the boys had the opportunity to go to Disney World at, during Christmas time. And like, even though they were going to miss Christmas with us, we had to think, man, they're getting to go to Disney World. Like, that's a great opportunity mm-hmm. for them. And so we had to put our wants and desires yeah. um and think about what would be best for the boys for them to experience that. And so those are just instances that you just have to do what's best for them versus what your inside and intrinsic value of what you think about that you want for yourself.
1: I think that goes back to that flexibility piece as well. When you're flexible like that, then the family on the other side is going to want to be flexible for you as well when we have situations where we need to do certain things with our family, it's never been made a big deal. And I think that has been because both sides have been willing to mm-hmm. put the kids first and to honor that and do what's best for them.
0: That is so good. I'm glad that you guys touch on that. And I know it's going to be a blessing for, for families that are blended where that flexibility, being flexible with, with the, uh, the other parents, the kids also understand that yeah. and they it's 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 better for them i love what you talked about when you talked said about being selfish we have to put the kids first we do and and i was reading a quote uh, earlier this week about that the most important relationship you have in in your life is your relationship with god because all of your other relationships will flow out of that and and we want to raise godly children children that have a biblical worldview and i feel that the best way that we can do that is how we How do we have these conversations with the other parents and being flexible, uh, being committed and uh, consistent? Uh, Now, let's talk about parenting style, because it takes a different parenting style for every children. But also talk to me a little bit about what is what is your parenting style uh, in your family?
1: Our parenting style has been pretty consistent over the years. We really take a relational approach. Good. Uh, We believe that if we can keep relationship and have conversation with our kids, Mm -hmm. that when they go through hardship of life, that we can be there to help guide them and direct them and support them. Uh, One of the things I've learned is you can't control people. Uh, From an infant all the way up to the oldest adult, you cannot control people we as parents are there to guide and direct Mm -hmm. not to control. I think sometimes we try to grip kids too much in control and it usually backfires in things of bitterness and acting out and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to relationships, something that I've had to adjust Christian is that it's not a one size fits all. I, I tried to parent my children in a one size fits all template so that doesn't work it does not work. It, <laughs> does not work
0: it does not work being a parent a lot of work things
1: that worked with our first child did not work with our second child and through our second child jensen i actually learned a lot as a father of the way i approach him and hear from him and let him talk to me and agree on things and walk through certain situations it was quite a bit different than what i did with dallas dallas would respond to me instantly and sometimes when i would come at jensen he would shell up on me and the conversation would stop so then my priority our priority of a fan, as a family to keep relationship mm. as a big priority in our lives that would be squelched because my approach was wrong with mm-hmm.
0: him mm-hmm. can you give me a uh Some other ways that you guys have uh, done this of like when it comes to family and relationships, what are some other ways that you guys have cultivated that?
2: Well, I think having our family, our extended family, a part of their lives has made a big impact on them. Uh, Every Sunday we do family dinner with Clint's uh, parents, and that's something that they look forward to Uh, every Sunday. They just know that we're going to go to Mimi and Papa's. Um, and then also family vacations and that's where we have you know 20 of us that we usually go to the beach this year we're going to Colorado but normally the last 14 years we've gone down yeah. to Padre or Florida and just that time spent together with cousins and aunts and uncles like those things are priceless like we could think sometimes on a selfish side like we just want to do something with our family yeah. and go somewhere cool or somewhere different. But ultimately, like, we really enjoy it, too. And then just watching our kids experience their cousins having fun for an entire week. Those are memories that are going to last a lifetime. So we kind of have to step outside of uh, the selfish side of sometimes That's not just easy. wanting. No. And- a vacation
0: not- with t- Planning a vacation with my wife, just getting her schedule <laughs> down. It's different. I can imagine.
1: 20 people.
0: But that is, that's an amazing, honestly, example. And kind of like a something that you do every year that your kids look forward to. I know Jensen is one of, the, one of your kids that I spend the most time because he was here as a freshman when I became the student pastor. And he always talked about Sunday uh, dinner with your family. Yeah, he, To this day, he always said, oh, this is what we do. And I, I will ask him. You like going to that? Because for me, sometimes family, what it means is like a lot of screaming and yelling and fighting. And he talked about how much he loved doing that. And he loved doing it every single week.
2: And something that's really like a blessing to me is like my parents will go on vacation with his family. Like that we can get along and everyone's just happy to be together. Like we don't make things a big deal because if you have that many people, mm-hmm. like there could be some frustrations or whatever, and sometimes there has been, but we just uh, <laughs> we just keep on keeping yep. on. Because yep. we know that the greater good is that this is time that we won't get back. Yeah.
1: We don't let drama become a big deal in our lives. I joke with my kids all the time, turn the drama down. You yep. know?
2: Uh, Mainly our 10 year olds. Yeah. (laughs) Let's
1: do anything we can to take away unnecessary stress and anxiety and things that aren't needed in life.
0: That is so good. Lindsay, how has it been being a step parent? Can you tell me a little bit about that?
2: Well, you know, uh, a lot of times girls dream about like what their future is going to be like. And to be honest, being a step parent wasn't ever in my dream. Um, Looking back now, Like, I wouldn't trade any of those life lessons for anything, but it's hard. Like, um, and, you know, we've had a good relationship with the boys, uh, mom and stepdad, and I know a lot of people don't have that, Mm -hmm. but even still, like, for me, I am sometimes selfish and I want them to, like, I'm trying to think of the words here. I want them to how would i describe that i talk to him about this all the time <laughs> because i can't always like just talk to people yeah. and i like cry about it i get my feelings hurt mm-hmm. um, she wants
1: them to notice the little things yeah, yeah. and yeah I, we talk about this often is sometimes it's not about being a mom or a stepmom sometimes it's just raising kids Mm -hmm. and kids miss things, you know, and they they don't realize how they could be hurtful sometimes, even most of the time unintentionally, you know? And that's more of what she struggled with for the most part.
2: Yeah, and like I knew going into this that my role was not to be their mom. They already had an awesome Mm -hmm. mom. Uh, My job was to support them and to support their dad So that way we could be a successful family as the Smiths. Um, And so it took a little bit of time and like things like holidays sometimes would, you know, the selfishness would kind of get in there. But then I had to think to myself, what is best for the kids? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not always easy to think about because we are selfish in nature, but... um, we chose to take the high road in a lot of um, situations, just being like everything is what's going to be the best for the kids, yeah. which in turn would be the best for our family. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I think one of the things when we, when we people, uh, they have kids, really have that mentality of like what is best for the kids, and they see that maturity in you, it, will, it, it helps them too. Like, I remember as a, as, as a child, Uh, my mom had to be and I know you guys didn't use this language but this is kind of what I experienced my mom had to be the bigger person and allow us to go with my dad and do those things but to me I'm so grateful that my mom did that because today I look back and I'm like well we have this kind of relationship because it's a sacrifice that my mom made Um, and because of um, really like her relationship with God and how she brought God into all of these things that it allowed me to lean on God more and more. And I think that's something that you guys have done so well because your kids, when I look at your kids, um, they're kids that are in love with God. They, it's not mm-hmm. a stage. Yeah. They love, they wanna be in the house of God, they wanna serve in the house of God. I uh, will joke with Jensen, and I text him, and I'm like, "Hey, you remember who I am?" <laughs> I, I send him, I, I try to call him on Facetime, and he won't answer. And I just take a screenshot and I put it on <laughs> Facebook. Uh, but just, but I, every time I hear, it, it's like how much he misses me in this place because of what you guys created in the uh, created as a family. Before we go, I want to give you guys uh, the space to. What would you guys? What would be some advice you give to families that are blended families in the process of becoming a blended family or maybe that are experiencing hardship in a blended family? Because what I see see in you guys, I know I'm sure that it wasn't easy to build where you guys are at, but I feel like people think uh, I will never be able to have a healthy relationship uh, with the other parents or with my children. Uh, What would you guys advise
2: well, I just want to say that you know sometimes it makes it seem easy that the kids are great because of what we did, but mm-hmm. in reality, it is partly us, but it's partly their mom and stepdad mm-hmm. yeah you know they are great people, and they wanted the they want the best for their sons too um and so that's what makes it work whenever you have that mentality of let's do what's best for them mm-hmm. um so a lot of uh, shout outs go to them as well and um, I don't know if you want to add to that
1: yeah just speaking to that relationship you know we've both families have decided to put the kids first so we'll have dinner together after events and do stuff together and celebrate graduations together we never allowed that to be weird for our kids and it's crazy how God has blessed mm-hmm. that and allowed that to be such a safe place for our kids uh, that we share together and then the kids from both families yeah. as well it's been a powerful thing yeah. i would also add to that that it's not about us as parents sometimes going back to the selfishness thing we get consumed with trying to fulfill our own needs when really we ought to be thinking about our children what's best and uh just a little word to the wise, most of the time, what's best for your kids in those situations is also best for your family. Mm-hmm. So you being upset all the time and arguing with other people in digging into things or trying to control or manipulate those things, all it's doing is bringing divisiveness into your own home, first of all, It's also putting divisiveness into the other home. Mm -hmm. And then it's also destroying your relationship with your children on both sides. You're confusing your kids. Mm -hmm. So we've been committed. So has the boy's mom and stepfather to never allowing that to happen to our children. And I just want to say to other families out there, maybe you're struggling with this. It can get better. And it starts with you your decisions, maybe you're dealing with someone that's very difficult. You can still begin to decide to have peace in your heart and your mind. You know, Philippians four talks about not being anxious for anything, but submitting those things Mm -hmm. to God and the peace of God would guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the kind of peace that we pray for. That's the foundation of our marriage. And that's the prayer we're praying with our kids before they go to sleep at night, give us peace in our hearts give us peace in our minds. And I'm praying that for the people that we're talking with right now.
0: Well, thank you so much guys for joining us and uh, for your wisdom, for sharing your part of your experience, because I know it's gonna be a blessing for parents that are maybe going through it right now. I wanna encourage uh, anyone that is watching, that is going through this, if if you need help, there is different ways that we can do that. You know, here at North Church, we have groups. We have different things that we get. You don't have to live life alone. You don't have to do this all by yourself. Yeah. And I think for my mother, one of the things, the greatest thing that she did was really going to church. Going to church and taking us to church. We were able to see godly men. We were able to see, okay, this is not how it's done, but here's how Christ would do it. Good. Uh, so don't think that you're... Uh, doing this by yourself. want to encourage you uh, to, uh, if you have any topics that you would like for us to touch on the Parent Podcast, you can email us at uh, parent at church. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for blessing us with this uh, podcast, with this episode. Thank you so much and we will see you in the next episode.